Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And welcome everyone to our NCAA Digital March Madness Men's Basketball Bleacher Report. Deep dive into the bracket. I'm Andy Katz. All right. So as we are taping this, this is Tuesday, uh, the first day of the first four. Um, So it it happens quickly now, right into it. So before we get to other aspects of the bracket, I just want to address the first four. Now that I've had time to actually sort of think about it all. And um, look, a little constructive criticism. Uh, I had Mississippi State in, I had Pitt in, and I had Arizona State in. I did not have Nevada in. I had Rutgers in. And this is not a Big Ten bias. This is based on quality of quad one wins. I know Rutgers struggled after they lost Moat Mag. Only one quad one win after that. They had a bad loss at Minnesota, bad home loss to Nebraska. They did beat Michigan in the Big Ten tournament. But Nevada, to me, just didn't do it enough. NC State, I had in barely, and they got in with only one quad one win. So those are the four teams over the next two nights, Mississippi State, Pitt, Arizona State, Nevada, that we've got here. Three of the four I had in. And if I can share a stat with you all, um, you know, when we can toot our own horn, we do. And uh, why not? So just so you know, in our bracket here that we shared with you, on these platforms before on Selection Sunday, the Selection Sunday bracket, we had 67 of 68 teams right. The one wrong was Rutgers. They had Nevada. We had Rutgers. 47 correct seeds. 65 of those 67 teams we had in were within one seed line. Okay. Now that doesn't include. Or, or that does include that we were off on the Yale-Princeton because I was projecting Yale to win as a 13, or actually, no, excuse me, as a 14. Princeton won, so that meant they were a 15. So that was one. And we were off on a seed line with Texas A&M. Texas A&M ended up being in the 7-10 game. I believe we had A&M on the 6 line. So, uh, and I think we had Penn State in the 8-9 game. So it was that game that we had a little bit off. But uh, I feel very good about those numbers that we were pretty close to almost getting every team in, almost every seed line in uh, from our bracket. So that's the overview. And remember, the first four that were out that the NCAA committee mentioned were Oklahoma State, 
Rutgers, North Carolina, Clemson. I don't think North Carolina was close. I, you know, Oklahoma State. So um, here's what we want to do. Uh, I'm going to look first off at, and we want to hear your questions. We're going to do this in three segments. Look first at the four number one seeds, then my best first round matchups, and then if we had a complete chaotic Final Four, and the rules for the chaos Final Four, you got to be ten or higher, not one bid league or higher. See ten or higher, uh, and obviously we have some brand names that were double digit seeds. That happens every year lately. All right, so let I'm going to rank these in order of easiest path to the Final Four, and easy is a relative term, of course. Let's start in the South. Um, I think Alabama has the easiest path to the Final Four, um, and they're the number one overall seed, so you would argue they should, because in their bracket, their 8-9 winner, Maryland or West Virginia, um, they're simply better than, they have more depth, and I think those schools would have a hard time matching up. Who they meet in the Sweet 16, uh, as you see on your screen there, you know, it could be San Diego State, Charleston, Virginia, or Furman. Again, Alabama, more talented than all those schools. I don't see them matching up with them. The bottom part of the bracket, you know, is there a team that could take out Alabama in the bottom part? Well, it's one I have taken them out, and that's Arizona in the Elite Eight. Um, outside of that, I mean, Baylor certainly is capable, but they've got to play better than they've been playing to knock them out. So to me, I see really two schools in this bracket that could knock Alabama out. Uh, Baylor or Arizona. Virginia can D up Alabama. I don't think they can score with them. So that's Alabama. That's number one. Number two, Kansas. Again. Uh, Bill Self is back. Um, so in Kansas's bracket, who could be Kansas? Normally, I would say Arkansas or Illinois, but neither school has been consistent at all. So I don't trust either one. Um, St. Mary's, VCU, UConn, Iona. In that grouping, the only one I could see beating Kansas is UConn. But does UConn get by? VCU or St. Mary's, we shall see. Or even Iona. Again, inconsistent. So that's one team in that grouping to get to the Elite Eight. Bottom part of the bracket. Again, who could beat Kansas? Well, TCU could, but and Gonzaga could, and UCLA could. So those three certainly could. So there's, I guess, three or four teams I see could knock out Kansas. That's why I have them second. In terms of path. Third easiest path is Purdue. In the lower left quadrant of your bracket, who could be Purdue? Well, I've said this on all platforms. If we go to the east on the lower left, um, I think Purdue's hardest game is going to be the winner of, well, I'm assuming it's Memphis over FAU. If it's FAU, then it's not the hardest game. The hardest game for Purdue will be Memphis, if that's who they face, assuming that's what happens. Memphis has the athleticism, has the size, has a big-time score in Kendrick Davis. They can beat Purdue. 
I am projecting Purdue to win, but I will not be shocked at all if Memphis wins that game. Further down, Duke, which lost to Purdue in Portland, certainly can beat Purdue. That's two. Kentucky, if they play up to their potential, can beat Purdue because Oscar Shibwe can match up with Zach Eady, even though he's not as tall. That's three. Uh, K-State has the athleticism to challenge Purdue. Michigan State has played Purdue very well, knows how to play Purdue. Even though they lost, they know how to play Purdue. And then Marquette. Marquette may not have the true size to play, but they've got really good guard play. So now I'm looking at like four or five schools, um, you know, that certainly could beat Purdue. So that's why they're third on my list. Even though I've got them winning this region, I think they're going to be the most challenged. Ahead, Then you got Houston. So now we're going to go to the far right quadrant of your bracket. That is the Midwest bracket. That's where we find Houston. Part of the problem is we don't know Marcus Sasser's status. Groin injuries are tricky. Um, if you've ever strained your groin, and I'm not an elite athlete, <laughs> just a runner uh, these days and tennis player, um, you know that, uh, and look, I don't have you know world-class uh, training facilities at my disposal. Still, that's a tricky injury in a short amount of time because especially in basketball, um, like tennis, I mean, there's a lot of quick side-to-side -side movements. So we don't know. I hope he's back in time. I hope he's full go. I'm going to be interested to see if he plays against Northern Kentucky or do you wait and hold him? Because um, this is a Thursday, Saturday they're in in Birmingham. So does he wait till Saturday against either Iowa or Auburn? We'll see. So right off the bat, that's number one with Houston. Number two, Iowa, incredibly tough matchup for Houston because they score 70, 80, 90, 100 points. Auburn can't score like that, but can defend. An Auburn-Houston game would be in the 40s. Miami. Miami could be Houston. They can score. They're, I know they're not healthy right now, but certainly they got the guards that can compete with Houston. Indiana. Trace Jackson Davis, Jalen Hochefino. Uh, One-two punch right there. I love their supporting players. They can be Houston. In fact, you know, I think, Indiana gets out of that region, that part of the bracket. So now we're at one, two, three, four teams that can beat Houston. Xavier can beat Houston because they've got a one-two punch of Kobe Jones, Suli Boom, and Jack Nunji. So they got a big post. Uh AM could make it physical. Penn State could make it physical. And Texas. Texas definitely has talent at every position to beat Houston. So I find the Midwest bracket by far the toughest bracket for one seed and that one seed being Houston. So to review again, I would rank the pass to the final four of the ones from easiest to toughest, Alabama, Kansas, Purdue, Houston. Those are my rankings of the toughest brackets the number one seeds let's see if we got a couple questions here before we advance to my best first round or my favorite top uh first round matchups um well 
someone has Kentucky winning the East. And if that happens, then yeah, that's one of the teams that certainly could knock off Purdue in that rankings. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Um, all right. So let's do this. Let's move on to my favorite slash best first round matchups. Okay. Um, eight, nine game, Maryland, West Virginia. I love the matchup at the point with um, Jameer Young and Joe Toussaint. Joe Toussaint, a former Big Ten guard at Iowa. Jameer Young just new to the Big Ten. So um, that game is a classic 8-9, two very similar teams. That's going to be a very physical game. We'll be very interested to see how it is officiated. Staying in that bracket, the 5-12 of San Diego State College of Charleston. San Diego State, I feel like, is getting way undervalued in this bracket. This is just me surveying the social media sphere, and a lot of people are picking Charleston. I get it. They won 31 games in the Colonial. Uh, but, you know, San Diego State's really good. Uh, defended, remember, they beat uh, Ohio State to start out the Maui, Maui, Maui Invitational. I saw them earlier in the year. Um Great defense. They can score. They can score better than they've scored in recent years. Uh, but I think it's going to be a really good game. So those are both in the South. Uh, by the way, Maryland, Virginia is in Birmingham. San Diego State, Charleston is in Orlando, uh, both on Thursday. Arkansas, Illinois is an 8-9 on Thursday in Des Moines. I mentioned those when we were talking about Kansas. Two very similar teams, again, inconsistent. Got some star players like Nick Smith and Terrence Shannon. Um, just don't know what we're going to get. I mean, both those teams have the talent to get to the Final Four. Or they could obviously lose, lose in the first round. But they're seeded 8-9 because of the way they were inconsistent throughout the course of the year. Staying in the West, uh, Friday in Albany. Uh, hopefully everyone can get there with the snow that's pounding Albany right now. These games are Friday, so they have time to get there. Uh, St. Mary's and VCU. Um, 5-12 game. St. Mary's best win was home against Gonzaga. Aiden Mahaney, a freshman point guard against Ace Baldwin, a veteran guy for VCU. Um, Mahaney's not as big, good a scorer as Baldwin, but uh, VCU is really trending up, but good for them that they won the tournament because they might not have gotten in even though they won the regular season of the A-10. Uh, but I, I think that's going to be a really good game. Total contrast in styles. Randy Bennett wants to really slow it down, limit the possessions. Mike Rhodes wants to get up and down, a lot of possessions. So that's that game in the West. Go back to the Midwest, Iowa-Auburn, an 8-9 matchup in Birmingham. Again, contrasting styles. Normally, Auburn does like to get up and down under Bruce Pearl. Jabari Smith last year obviously could do that, but they don't have that team this year. They're not as good a scoring team. They, this, they would want to play in the 50s. I wants to play anywhere from 75 above. So, again, which style and tempo is going to win out? Now go to the East. 
Friday in Columbus, Michigan State, USC. Again, two teams, very similar. Guard heavy, Boogie Ellis for USC, Tyson Walker for Michigan State, Drew Peterson, Joey Hauser. Um, neither team relies on their bigs. Their bigs are much more defensive rim protectors. Uh, it's a real even matchup in a 7-10 game. And again, two teams that have not been consistent. Staying in the East, my other favorite first-round game is the 6-11 Kentucky Providence. Um, you know, earlier in the year, this wouldn't have been a 6-11 game. But Providence lost three in a row. Uh, bad matchups for Providence against UConn a couple times. Did lose to Seton Hall at home. Uh, Bryce Hopkins used to play at Kentucky, now playing for Providence. My concern for Providence is how are you going to match up with Sheway? Ed Croswell is not the uh, – I mean, he's going to have to use all five fouls. They're going to need to come off the bench with other bigs to deal with Sheway, uh, and that's going to be the big concern. So um, those are my favorite round of 64 first-round matchups. Um, see what you think there. Uh, let's see if we got a couple here. Uh, what about Duke Oral Roberts? So, yes, uh, the matchup of Jeremy Roach for Duke and Max Asmus for Oral Roberts is going to be really good. I like that. But the fact that Duke is healthy, you know, they're underseated as a five. I had them as a four. So I kind of feel bad for ORU because ORU had the pieces like they did a couple years ago to be a Sweet 16 team. So it's not going to happen. All right. Who's my favorite 15 seed? Uh, good question. I would probably say Vermont. Vermont with Finn Sullivan, America's Player of the Year. Going against Marquette in Columbus. Uh, they're playing really well uh, at the right time. Uh, they've won games before as a 14-15. Um, so I like them. Confirm and pull the opposite. Can they? Yes. Virginia is always beatable. You know why Virginia is always beatable? Because they let you stay in the game. Is Houston the worst one seed to pick to win it all? Kind of I'm trying to figure out what you're asking. Um, I guess the answer is yes, because I think they have the hardest path to get there. So I would say yes, they are the hardest team to look at as a one to win. Um, all right, so now we like to call this our chaos final four. If the whole thing goes crazy, who could come out of each region double-digit seed to Houston? In the East, USC, um, they're the double-digit seed if complete chaos happens. I would have maybe had Providence weeks ago, but no. USC, Boogie Ellis is the kind of player that could carry a team, you know, multiple rounds. Now, USC would need some help. Other upsets along the way, could they get there? All right. In the South. Why not ride the College of Charleston, right? 31 wins. Pat Kelsey's done a great job. So that would be the chaos winner in the South. Um, what a chaotic scene that would be if College of Charleston as a 12 got to the Final Four. In the Midwest, I would go with Penn State as a 10. They're hot. They played for the Big Ten Tournament title game on Sunday. Jalen Pickett could be, you know, the player of the tournament. Uh, they got shooters. They're old. They're actually one of the oldest teams here in the field. So 
That would be a chaotic Final Four out of the Midwest. And out of the West, let's go with the Rams of VCU from the A-10. No love for the A-10. VCU, ace Baldwin leads them uh, as a 12 seed. So our complete chaotic chaos Final Four. 10 seed USC, 12 seed Charleston, 10 seed Penn State, and a 12 VCU. That's your chaos Final Four. You know, sky's falling, chaos, craziness in Houston. Um, what kind of fans would we have there? I think, you know, we'd get great fan support from the brands of USC Penn State, Charleston, the whole city would come, so would the city of Richmond. Uh, so we'll see. Um, Memphis, Purdue, who do I like? I, I think that would be an unbelievable game. Unbelievable game. I'm going to still pick Purdue because of experience with Edie and Mason Gillis and Ethan Wharton and Brandon Newman overshadowing the inexperience on their guards of Braden Smith and Fletcher Lawyer. The athleticism, I think, is a major concern for them. Um, and I also want to see about Memphis. They strung together three straight wins in Frisco. I believe that's where the American tournament was. Can they continue to do it? Because they've that's been their problem this year, is stringing along, you know, full two weeks of playing really well. First one seed that goes out, I've got Houston. So that's the converse of what that other question was of, you know, the most difficult team uh, path to pick would be Houston. It's also the one I would pick to be bounced early. Um but after that, you know, you'd say it's probably Purdue, even though I'm picking Purdue. Um, so if you want to reverse my order, the ones to leave out early would be Houston, Purdue, Kansas, Alabama, uh, in terms of getting knocked out. So uh, we shall see. Because actually, um, Purdue was the only one I had getting there. But Alabama had getting to the Elite Eight, losing to Arizona. So, um, all right. So that was our deep dive. I hope there was a lot of things to chew on here. Uh, we've got a lot of these throughout the course of March, different stages of the way. So I hope you guys stay tuned here on Bleach Report. I really appreciate the engagement. Um, and uh, as always, you can follow all our social media content on this, on this app, on March Madness Men's Basketball. It's March Madness MBB on Twitter and Instagram. And then, of course, NCAA.com. So, for all of us here, appreciate all the hard work in New York, Atlanta, Indy, and everywhere in between. I'm Andy Katz, and we got games starting on Tuesday night. Happy March Madness.